break out into discussion groups. So we're just going to have two. What we decided to do, if you guys are okay with this, is break into one group of adoptees only. And you guys, if you're okay, will meet kind of up here in the front, and we were only in this room. And then everyone else, so parents, uh, members from the Korean community, even partners, spouses, we're going to meet back this side of the room. Um, and then this is Sarah Lentz. She is also a, a licensed uh, marriage and family, well, she's a marriage and family therapist. Um, I'm a clinical counselor, so more individual. But she's going to lead the group with adult adoptees up here at the front. We both have sort of a set of questions, kind of open-ended, to just have some discussion over some of the things we talked about today or anything else that's on your mind, things that we haven't talked about. Um, and then we'll do that until about 2.50-ish or so, and then we'll come back together as a larger group just to kind of see if there's some themes that we came up with that are similar, um, and then as a larger group, you know, if there's uh, suggestions or thoughts about maybe addressing some of those questions if we don't come up with answers or responses in our individual groups. Does that sound okay with you guys? Yeah? Okay, so let me give you 10 minutes. Stand up, stretch, go to the bathroom, um, and then get a snack, and we'll be back. I guess that is at 2.20. You guys were able to talk about up here in the front. I'll have Sarah just talk about it. Yeah, um, I'm kind of paraphrasing um, what we all talked about, but some things that came up were um, isolation, feeling kind of between worlds. Uh, we discussed some... Uh, notions of attachment and how that impacted us and our mental health, um, some common patterns of rejecting closeness, and then currently being in search of supportive community. Um, and you all can chime in if I'm But also just had a quick conversation about um, access to professional conferences isn't always an issue. There are some professional organizations that do um, workshops around adoption, but um, those versus just casual interpersonal groups that folks have just taken it upon themselves to develop. Um, lots of laughs, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You guys are very loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you guys are having a lot of fun. Yeah. Someone said they were going to leave our group and join yours. <laughs> um, I just wanted to kind of... This first one, I think that Sarah's hitting on some of it, but that question of what makes it difficult for you to connect, and I think it was with others. Um, I just want to kind of list what came up in our group, and I'm curious for your group what if this is something similar. So adoptive parents said, well, we had some support when our kids were young, but how do we find other adoptive parents now to meet and talk with? Um, so just really those opportunities. Um, Korean community asks, well, how do we meet and connect with adoptees given that there's so many in Minnesota, but we don't necessarily know where they are. Um, and then a second generation Korean said, well, how can we, how do I even relate? Um, sometimes, you know, we have some things in common, but I also don't want to say, well, I get it because you know, maybe we struggle with identity as a Korean or as an American, etc. But don't also want to assume or tell you that you had the same experience in the same way. Um, did you guys talk about any of those things? 
or is there anything that you guys would like to comment on? I guess they're sort of like, these are things that we see that come up. Any thoughts? I mean, especially I think the part of how, as a Korean community, do we meet with and connect with adoptees? Anyone have anything they want to throw out as ideas or suggestions? I think what makes it hard is uh, we're adoptees, so I kind of connect more with adoptees, so I don't really get the opportunity to meet second-generation Koreans. That's just how I feel about it. But When you say that, does that also mean like I might prefer to hang out with other adoptees? Yeah, I guess so. No, that's okay. Like yeah. I just want to... Yeah. So maybe it makes it a little bit challenging to situate myself with a Korean American versus a Korean adoptee American. Sure. I mean, that might be, even go to me, right? Because little people, when the Korean community and our adopted families were creating opportunities, like, oh, you're Korean, you're adopted, you know, like, you should meet each other, but maybe we, the need isn't as great. Yeah, thank you for that. But just for you have a Interests for adoptees, Korean adoptees, but not necessarily Korean Americans. Yeah, yeah, because the culture is different. We don't know the language, so it makes it a little bit challenging. Like the the thing with we have we got a social group that's at Hoban at two o'clock every Sunday. The thing is, the primary situation is about learning Korean. So why would a Korean American want to learn Korean again? And the second situation is about our experiences as a Korean adoptee. So that's kind of why it situates just specifically for Korean adoptees. That but yeah, I want to I want to say you know I think that that's definitely a space and that you know that's crucial. But yeah, I think that there could be a space where it does open up and we gather and we get to know each other and learn from each other. And um, I think that we kind of just need more of an opportunity for that. You know, and I I mean I thought of. You know, with the AK connection, the Dr. Korean connection, like eventually it'd be more the Korean connection because that's really what brings us together in the future. And for my kids, they're going to want that because that's their Korean connection. And they're not adopted, but they're Korean. So it's like, you know, I, I feel like we should all expand. I want to include my kids, you know, and include adoptees, include trans, you know. That's my community. Yeah, you too. Yeah, the, I have a different vision of the need of the connection of these adoptive community, Korean second generation communities. And now, as Tony said, the third generation is coming up. So, you know, in Korean um, as a whole in Minnesota, Korean association is barely, barely made by only first generation Koreans right now. And the Korean Social Service Service Center is mainly for Korean um, first generations. If we are gone, who is going to be owner of Korean Korean community of this Minnesota? You don't want to have this association or as a whole one group in confront the other community people or you want to have one to claim there is a Korean community. So it's a, you know, as a whole uh, Korean uh, society in Minnesota, we need to be get together. Yeah. You know, and then 
third generation, they don't care if my parents are adopted or my parents are the second generation. They want to be uh, recognized as Korean American or you know, they don't necessarily Korean American because their parents could, one of the parents could be non-Koreans. So they're in Korean second generation, there are a lot of interracial marriage in adoptive community too. So we need to really um, see common ground to get together for our uh, coming up generations to create what they need as an ancestor to really to support them for the um, future. You know, you know, Korean Association have building. Korean Service Center has a building. Now. Who is going to be owner of this building later? So who is going to claim as a Korean community here? You know, we need to be get together somehow. That is the what I, I cannot sleep during the night because of that. Because mm -hmm. I will be 80 years old <laughs> this <is> July. <laughs> Last 40 years, I said, keep saying, linking generation, linking communities. Yeah. Uh, when I work in Carlson Company, I also shop. Each year, I saw sign in, in, the, in the sign, arrow sign, from generation to generation, either end of year or early of the year, so, curiosity, I follow their sign from generation to generation. Do you know what the, the sign means? Jewish employee who came their company first or senior, they welcome whoever newcomers by saying from generation to generation. That's why they last 2000 with our country, keep their culture. How about Korean? That's why I keep pushing, say, linking generation. And, ha, 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 ha. You are dream on it. Also, in the Korea research has a million dollar home in Minnetonka, multi-million dollar home in the many places and they have the, the very expensive car. <laughs> and then in, in, in one example in New York, their whole, whole block, my block, built education center and everything only for Korean, not community. Can you believe that? Mm -hmm. So we need, we need linking generation, linking community. My wife working in Catholic Charity, one of them invited us to a Catholic church, half million dollar renovated church in St. Paul, in Dale Avenue somewhere, I don't know the name, half million dollar. They told me when they immigrant, that's the Yugoslavia or the Czechoslovakia, the small minority, not majority, when they immigrant here, no one has their own, their own home.
that, but they build that big, huge church just to renovate and have a million dollars. They built that church on that early 19s or late 80s, 18s. Now, 100 years later, they have renovated, renovate, have a million dollars they invested and invite, have the music concert over there. Linking community, linking generation. That's I'm challenging you. I'm not, I don't know how many more days I can live here. But uh, before we are, uh, cannot function, we can, still I'm talking, I can see, I can listen. But sooner or later, I may not recognize my wife, I may not recognize my house. <laughs> you never know. That's my, my nightmare right now. So please wake up. So I wake up young people. Linking generation, linking community, wake up. Speaking about linking, yeah. I'm single and I'm looking for a Korean native. My business cards and just looking. How old are you? Huh? I think you need to go to church. 32. Um, okay, I just want to add. Oh, go ahead. That's okay. That's okay. No, so as a second generation Korean American, I, so one of the reasons why I wanted to come here, I, I'm not coming as, as a pastor or anything like that, but I'm just coming simply as a second generation Korean American who wants to really serve the Korean adopted community. And so I was just curious as to see if there's any practical way, like some, like not necessarily in a church or spiritual way, but is there anything like just on a practical level where Korean Americans, where we can kind of help or serve the Korean Dutch community in any specific ways. I think we just yeah. need to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the biggest issue, like right now, we were talking. There's this event called Can. It's like 290 bucks for Korean adoptions just to go. Right. So if it's something that's reasonably priced, that doesn't always lead to dinner, and we just lead to discussion, I'm open to that. Right. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to, to let people know. I, I know my brother prefers to. Like Korean adoptees, we we met uh, these actually Korean people at at Planet Fitness. I kind of thought they were Korean, and I did ask them. They can visit our, uh, uh, they could go visit our classes. But Travis is kind of right there. He did learn Korean, but I could say see a way of, of linking it because uh, our Amy's our leader there, but she's also kind of co-leader with the lady from Hoban who is actually Korean. And without her, we wouldn't know how to learn Korean. So maybe being a teacher kind of can link the, the, the Koreans and the Korean adoptees. Yeah. When I think about it, they're kind of find meaning there, I guess. Do you, do you like matching, you know? Yeah. For, for speaking? Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. oh. Well. <laughs> okay, so one thing I, I wanted to kind of just summarize, what I think I'm hearing you as a yes or no is partly... It sounds like we have an understanding, and I think historically in Minnesota, our origins and why we come together as a community varies. But I hear from what Tani is saying, what Yunju is saying, Pastor Park, um, and everyone else too, maybe it's a redefining of what the Korean community is here in Minnesota 
And at this juncture where we are at now, finding those common interests and values to create a broader space. Um, you know, for adoptees, part of this journey has been knowing more about who are we, where are we, where are we coming from, and then hopefully, I think, coming to a place that we're generally sort of okay with that. I mean, I don't know if I'm overgeneralizing, but that can be hard to do, right, as we've gone into Korean spaces and then being reminded again how, how different we are, and that can be physiologically, psychologically, emotionally just jarring or painful and stressful. So then we withdraw, which is, I think, a normal thing. But it sounds like the creating a space and redefining what it is to be a Korean in Minnesota could be an opening. Um, that was my summary, but, you know, if people are hearing other things. <laughs> um, I want actually want to give this to you if there's other <laughs> Okay, well, I don't want to just keep talking. Oh. Um, I can say without your input. Yeah. Well, the other question that we kind of went to was this idea of self-care, because I also wanted it more broadly not have to be Korean or adoptee specific. But I think because we're talking also about mental health and then the more severe side of that, like suicidal thoughts, um, other risky behaviors, was just what are things we do in general to take care of ourselves, like engage in self-care? And yeah, that was kind of the question that came up. And some ideas that came out of our group was church, faith, prayer, and connection to church community. Um, this is from someone who is part of the church community. I did throw out, because I didn't know if there was awareness in our group, that uh, a number of or many adoptees have had some difficult, if not negative, experiences with religion and the church in their adoptive families. So talking about the church can be very difficult and be something that shuts them down. Um, and that's not to say don't do this, don't be welcoming, don't have it as an option, but I just don't know that that's always on people's radar because if we've had positive experiences, why wouldn't we have faith in God? Why wouldn't we want to pray? Why wouldn't we want to go to church? But if it's church specific, there might be some limitations. Um, other ideas were you know, just engaging in your regular exercise, so whether that's going to the gym, or running or skiing or biking. I know that's general, but as a therapist, it's stuff I talk about with my clients all the time, actually. Uh, engaging socially, so friends, family, and sometimes some of our issues, whether it's more kind of mental health-esque or if it's about the cultural or the ethnic pieces, you know, things that we do in the adult community is creating more spaces for adult adoptees. You know, Tani created um, AK Connection kind of after the fall of CAM, and, or not CAM, but MAC, and then sort of AK Connection and then CAM came up. And many, many people are very active still in that community um, that aren't necessarily here because maybe that fills more of their need. Continuing education um, or lifelong learning, parenting, education, yoga, and meditation. And these things are just meant to be more general and helpful regardless. Um, did you guys talk about anything like this? Um, or do you guys want to add anything? About self-care? Yeah. Um, I think some of what we discussed was kind of stemming off of the, the kind of the experience of feeling 
in isolation and between worlds, so kind of carving out um, our own sense of community, um, whether it's through um, an organ, an organized, an organization that already exists, or just you know creating your own. Um, Donkeys are good at that. <laughs> creating an organization. Yes. <laughs> Unconventional. Um, yeah. What What else? What else do people do for self care besides just because like what um the Caroline mm-hmm. she was talking about how. Um, you know, the risk for suicide is so much higher when someone is um, in that alone mm-hmm. place. So ensuring that you are staying connected, I think that we do need to be really intentional. Um, you know, checking in with ourselves, like, am I feeling connected with others? And how can I keep that going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just want to mention self-care. Uh, um, I think it's important for mental health. And I already talked to... Sarah about this, but I know someone a little crazy that needs, uh, like, uh, I need, I need someone, I need someone that has like a, a adoption resources or, or focus on that. Do you have any openings? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this is in your folder. Um, it's some resources for health, like, you mean like mental health? Yeah. Yeah. So there's Sarah and I are listed. There's also a couple other. Um, so there are more than just YouTube. Yes. Oh, there right. is. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're listed, but there's a couple others, and then there's uh, Family Circle Counseling, and St. Paul does a lot of really great. Are you yourself booked too, or do you have openings? <laughs> oh, I think you can just call us, and if. Well, she said she's booked. Oh. Okay. No. <laughs> you can call me. Um, my because I'm in. A, Sarah also does some private practice where she can kind of choose or whatnot. Yeah. I'm in a clinic where I also get people oh, signed okay. in. But if I have openings, I also see adoptee clients that just call. Okay. So give me a call, but we, apart from this list, we have more people okay. too. So that's another big part of this project is knowing how to refer adoptees. Okay. So feel free, I mean, this is in your folder. My direct line for work is here. You can call me and email me. Okay. I think it's good that you guys involve NAMI in this kind of thing. Oh, I think of it, uh, they're really invaluable. We go to their walk every uh, every uh, like September. Yeah. If anyone's interested, but, yep. yeah. I mean, because they just do so much to support individuals yep. and families, yep. and it's free. There's yep. Lots of resources, so it's yep. awesome that you guys already know about them. Uh, okay. So one thing that I didn't mention is reading a lot of books. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, I read a lot of books. I'm like, Audible is a great reading book. You don't have to read, read a book. You just listen to the book. Mm-hmm. And so if you read any 30 books, you'll be the expert. Mm-hmm. It's a reading book. I mean, listening to a book can do one book yeah. a day. So if anybody of you are interested in any subject, like adoption or any other technical subjects, listen to a book. You can read a, one book a day, and that, that really give you open your eyes quite a bit. I'm mm-hmm. just kind of surprised how easy it is to read a book. It's very difficult, but just listen to a book. So, I mean, self-help, I, I found it just lasting the last couple of months. Great help. We also, so we didn't give you guys this, um, but I will email because I have all, either of you guys signed in or on the Eventbrite registration. We do also have resource lists for books, um, movies, things like that, that are also really helpful for adoptees to understand our experience individually and then kind of collectively. And then I think uh, Peter had talked about also just you know, 
what is our understanding about just culture in general, general or Korean history, which I think over time also helps to really inform. So I can send that out to you guys as well. I'll email that to you. Yeah, I think for, for you, do not, some of you may not understand Korean history, right? You know, I mean, you're, you're biological Korean, so people will question, you know, I mean, yeah. do you know any Korean history? Like, you know, maybe not. But you can read a book. There's a lot of English books of Korean, you know, pre-Japanese occupation, during Japanese occupation, uh, occupation and during Korean War and post-Korean War. You can just read the audible book, which is just you can read one book a day, and just kind of get that experience and get that understanding. And it's really <coughs> open your eyes on how difficult that, that period were. Many people died from starvation. Many people died from, you know, just coming shooting people during Korean War. There's a lot of death and mayhem at that time, and a lot of the psychological stuff actually transferred to us and our current generation. We don't really... My, I don't remember my dad, you know, talking about all this stuff, but it, it's all that stuff, stress, is down the line. And this, you guys are the result of the Korean War. And when you understand the history, you understand what's going on, what happened now. And could, a lot of times, why is this thing happening? You don't have no idea what happened, but you understand the history. Not only that, you go through like the Japanese attack of Koreans. Koreans gone through 5,000 war incidents. Pretty much every other year they have a war. And you don't understand Korean history, it's very difficult what's going on. And so when you understand Korean history and you, you have a better sense of who you are, it's like you're it's in your DNA, so you better understand it. Can you read me a book? Well, <laughs> 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 we are almost, we're about out of time, but Sarah had a question, so I want to give her an opportunity. Well, I just wanted to quick answer the question on self-care. Um, I came here because I just wanted some balance. I've been I've been brought up in Minnesota with white um, Caucasian parents, <laughs> and um, you know, feeling and and I'm, I'm thank you very much for putting this on because it's helped me a lot, and I really appreciate it very much. So I just wanted the balance. I, I heard you find a from Google. <coughs> you find this event from Google somewhere. Awesome. From your website. Yes. My so website. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. yeah. So you know that handsome man talk is a broken English. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just kind of in the interest of time, because it's already after 3:30, we're going to wrap up. Um, there is. I really please request that if you haven't filled out this evaluation form that was in your put it put it back. Okay. Um, Fill this out, it's pretty short, and then there's a bunch of them, I guess, on that chair back there. You can just put it face down. If you guys have any specific questions about anything, as myself, Pastor Park, you and Drew, Sarah, um, questions about mental health referrals, whatnot, you can talk to both of us. Um, the Korean Adaptive Ministry um, is offering a cultural night every month. And uh, June will be just for this kind of activities going on, so we will skip June. But July, um, you know, probably Friday, some Friday evening, um, this July uh, plan is calligraphy. How you write your name in Korean? You know we are. We uh, children too. Yeah, we are. You are uh, making this uh, 
activities not to be serious ones. Yeah. Uh, for you know, it's a family event, so children and yourself can enjoy it together. So you know, Korean food will be uh, offered, and then all activity, all free. All free. <laughs> activity will be um, you know. Every Where? month is different. It's a co- usually Korean service center at oh. La Penter right now. Um, unless there are 50 people coming in, we have to choose. That's some way out the north of the Children's Home Society Center. So that, that, keep in mind, and you know, we haven't decided which Friday yet, but you know, come with your family members. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well. Um, thank you guys all for coming and just uh, sharing and being interested in just learning. Um, thank you to Jay and his mom Karen. Is Karen still here? No, she's not. Okay. Um, for just sharing your personal story this morning. That was very, very just encouraging and brave and amazing. So thank you so much. Um, thank you to Caroline, who's already left, um, for the QPR. Again, there are additional uh, suicide prevention trainings that are more in-depth. I know one of the questions was about specific things or how we address that. So if that is an interest that any of you have, please also let us know because we can coordinate another one specific with Pam. And or you just can go on the NAMI website and look at those and they're free. Um, and thanks for everyone for staying for the discussions and just really sharing your experiences. Um, we will be in touch. We'll probably add your emails to the mailing list if that's okay. If you guys have any other questions, just let us know. But thank you. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Thank you.